Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, adults of all ages, welcome to the Sideshow. And hey, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I like that sound. I just I, we're gonna have to change the sideshow thing. We are, and I, I really we put a lot of effort into that intro. We did. I, I just don't want to change the side piece because it makes me internally giggle when we call it the side piece because of what we do. The, I prefer the side piece. Yeah. Um. So this is episode four of. The side piece. And I use the sideshow intro because we've used the regular podcast intro twice. What's going on with the... We picked out the music. Yeah, no, we're, well, I, I don't I don't like the music anymore. You don't like it either because I played it one day and I, you heard me messing with it and you were like, what is that? And I was like, that was what we picked for the side piece. And uh, you're like, I don't like it? that. And I was like, I don't either. So, meh. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we have right now. Okay. Uh, so I have to, we have to find new music and then I, I don't, I may just take the actual podcast video that he created and put a new music over it because really it's, it's the same intro just with a different sound right? because these are actually going on Spotify. So like having the, we're on the podcasting streaming services. So having the different sound just lets people know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, today we want to talk about, and I'm going to say it one time just so that it doesn't mess with the algorithm. The first discussion will be porn. We're going to refer to it as corn moving forward so we don't get flagged in the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we have enough time, we're going to get into other discussions for the side piece, but I have other things that I want to talk about first. Before we get into any other nonsense, do you want to talk about anything? Because we've been, we're, we're now playing catch up again because we were way ahead. And I think we've only got like one weeks of content now. So because of the vacation, we're trying to, so the one thing that I can think of to bring up is the messaging on Patreon, the Ooh, private messaging. Good call. If you are sending multiple paragraphs, it's not going to get read. <clears throat> Better yet, just don't message us on Patreon unless it's Patreon or Discord related. Right. Send the emails. Mm-hmm. And another one is if you are in the Patreon, you've joined the Discord. We are not accepting friend requests on the Discord and we are not responding to direct messages right. on the Discord. All of it is staying in general chat. <coughs> we are interacting there. Right. None of it will respond. We will be responded. Right. To. We have we have moderators and other admin that are working in the Discord to keep Discord functioning. And I know that the go to is us because we're kind of the head of everything. Mm. Guys, I don't have time. She doesn't have time. It, it's very difficult for us to stop what we're doing to deal with all of these messaging platforms when we allow ourselves thirty minutes to process emails. If you've messaged on Instagram, then on TikTok, then on Discord, then on Patreon. We, we're now seeing multiple shit happening everywhere or we have to track your shit down or it's not getting seen and it's just to be better co at gmail.com if you need to reach us that's how you do it we mm-hmm. have screeners if you need to talk to us directly or if there's something going on there we will see the emails i promise you it may not get read right away it may not get addressed right away but we will see them um we still check the emails mm-hmm and then file them for the screeners to figure out where they need to go because we have we have business emails coming to that email address. Right. So things aren't going to get overseen if you send an email. Mm-hmm. We will see them. You may not get a reply right away. Just fucking be patient. Mm-hmm. But please don't do that. It, it's making my life a lot harder, and it's making her life a lot harder. It's just not... It, we, we really need to consolidate everything to one spot. We do. Um, good call on that because I forgot all about that, and we've meant to bring that up twice now. Right. Um. So on the live stream that we did for the intro to the love language, we talked about um, just basically what love languages are. You know, we talked about the obsession phases and the years and things like that. And during that, I gave a challenge saying that I wanted people to get a piece of paper, write down what they believe their top three love languages are of their partners and their own. And then at the end of this, they can compare it. We've now decided that we're going to be doing the live streams every Thursday night at 7 p.m. for the next five weeks to discuss the love languages. Mm-hmm. Um, and if something comes up and we can't do one, we'll just postpone it for the following week. But it will be a live streams only on YouTube so that we're not adding extra record days and extra edit time and, and things like that. Right. <clears throat> um, but I have notes that I took while we were in Tennessee that were pertaining to all of that that were on my iPad. And because I was on my phone, I missed all of it. And I was like, I know I'm missing shit because there were so many things that I wanted to talk about. And it's okay. It's here. Um, 
So I have a couple of things that I want you guys to just, I guess, know. First and foremost is that someone listens for 17 seconds before interjecting on average. So they do that so that they can prove their point or to share their opinion or feeling. So if you're in a discussion with your partner or your husband or your wife, did we decide we were going to call that partner, husband, and wife? How did we, we, you cleared that up yesterday. I don't remember what you said. So what we said we were going to do, if they are not married, we'll refer to them as a partner. Okay. And if they are married, it's husband or wife. Okay. So as a broad statement right now, I will call them your significant other. Okay. That sounds better than partner to me. Yeah. Okay. So if you're, if you're talking to your significant other and you are in an an in-depth conversation and you can't hold back for 30 seconds to let them finish their point, you have something going on and you're not listening to hear, you're listening to respond. You're waiting for your turn. Yep. So you need to, now that I know that I'm trying to make an act, I've, I have been trying to make a concerted effort not to interrupt you and I'm fucking horrible at it. Seven minutes in. Yes. Got past the algorithm. <laughs> um, and I, I am working on that. And a lot of times I'll, I'll catch myself and you'll start talking because I've asked you to talk over me. And it and like you always wait until I'm frustrated to do it or like I'm, I'm like passionate in a point and then I just railroad over top of you. And then after I'm editing, I'm like, you know, I told her to talk over me so that I will I will shut the fuck up. And I didn't. I just kept going. And I noticed that every time you do that, when I'm like just talking like I am right now, I'm like, yeah, go ahead, babe. Have, have, say what you want to say. Yeah. And when I'm passionate and you're trying to get your point, I'm like, rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was very accurate representation it's so of funny to me. the energy. It's so dumb. Um, okay. The other thing that I wanted to talk about was that most men, most young men are taught to stay in a logic mind instead of an emotional mind which is why we have a hard time expressing our emotions and articulating ourselves in a argument where emotional um, validation and expression is necessary. Uh, the way we are taught to process emotions is to feel guilty. For example, if a young kid says, I want a new toy, the parent goes, we don't have no money right now. Why are you asking for a toy? That kid is then taught to shut the fuck up. And not ask for toys because they know if they are if they're asking for something they're going to be belittled because you should fucking know better. So I I would say it's not about wanting toys. They're just taught to not express their wants. Right. And that falls into multiple fields: emotional wants, physical wants, um, spiritual wants. Right. And needs, whatever you want to call them. Right. And and that is something that is instilled more into young men than it is to young women. It does happen to women too. Mm-hmm. But women are also coddled a lot more when they're younger. Why Why are you crying? Why do you feel that way? Not, you know, you're not fucking bleeding. Stop crying. There's a lot of a, a different parenting style between boys and girls. Mm-hmm. It, and it's, I mean, you, you can say that that's not a thing as much as you want, but studies have proven that it is. You can see it. Right. Um, so when you're having an argument with your partner and you're trying to get them to open up and talk to you, you have to remember that you are dealing with a lifetime of lessons being taught and behavioral patterns and traumas of things like that. So getting your man to properly express himself in a combative or an emotional state is going to be a lot harder, which is why we tell people to do the check-ins because it diffuses everything and it lets the man know that you're just having a conversation and you can be completely vulnerable and and talk and Mm -hmm. you're not going to get mad about it. Um, So that was one of them. Uh, The other one that I, the other note I made said that there are two types of personalities when it comes to communication, those who talk and don't listen and those who listen and don't talk. Uh, these two personalities end up marrying each other because during the dating phase, it's appealing to talk or talks and the listener listens after that two year obsession phase. And this is why this is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, after that two year obsession phase, <clears throat> the listener goes, God, I wish this person would just shut the fuck up. Like, do you ever stop talking? And the talker goes, I wish they would just fucking open up to me and tell me what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing. The talker talks, the listener listens. The listener is, is totally content sitting in a room silent in their thoughts, watching TV, not talking, where the talker wants to ask questions about the TV show and ask how the day has been and ask how their cheese is. And you know what I mean? And those two personality types do really fucking well in the dating phase. But if you don't realize after those rose colored glasses come off and all those red flags are noticeable that that's what's happening, you're going to have a very hard time communicating things one person's going to feel like the other person doesn't listen enough or they listen too much or they're not engaged because they're not giving um, a back and forth and there was a lot of things in that too so that was one of the other things i wanted to talk about um i made a note here that said every every three months you should dedicate an hour to asking each other five questions 
And those five questions should be history about you. And when you know you're going to do that, like let's say you have a date night every month or every, I says every three months, but I, I think you should probably do it monthly just because you get to have a life lesson and like a history lane and it's fun to mm-hmm. talk about your past when you're having good times. So like if you know that you're going to go out on the third Thursday of every month, that was fun to say, uh, in the morning, you know, you have that date in that night, you'd be like, okay, what, what are your, what are, what are going to be our five questions? And then you guys can have the text back and forth while you're at work and figure out what your five questions are going to be pre approve them. And then when you go to dinner, ask the questions, cause you give your time to think about it and you're going to have a, a history lesson with your, with each other. And you may find things about your partner that you didn't know. You may unravel trauma. You may unravel uh, life lessons that you never, you don't remember mm-hmm. until something triggers that thought. And you're like, holy shit, I haven't thought about that in 30 years, you know? Um, and you are going to bond with quality time with your partner on a, a personal level. Uh, so that was it. I think it's important to emphasize the pre-approved questions. Yes. You can't just talk out the side of your neck and hit them with something they're not ready for. And then when they say, I'm not ready to discuss that, you can't get mad about it. Yeah. They have to be pre-approved. Yeah. Um, another thing that I put on here is that your partner's um, biggest criticism you, of you is their loudest cry for help telling you how to love them. So when you have your partner say, you never talk to me, I just wish you'd open up, you work too much, those those criticisms of, of your personality flaws are not a personality flaw. They're trying to express to you what they need. You work too much means you don't spend enough time with me. I need more quality time. Take me on a date. Watch a movie with me. Put your phone down and look me in the eye for 45 minutes and have a conversation with me. There's a lot there. Um, things like... I don't remember what the three examples that I just gave were. Um, Anyways, every time they do that, if you listen to what's being said, there is a root there. And when you figure out what that root is, that criticism is going to tell you what your partner needs to fill their love meter back up. So there was that one. Appreciation and gratitude can make a man feel like his uh, like wife is less of a mother. I don't know how that typed up so bad. I need you to reread that. I know, because I need to reread it, because yeah. there's all kinds of typos here, because I typed this in the hotel after that fucking 13-hour drive. Yeah. Um, so appreciation and gratitude can help make a man, uh, make a man feel like a man and a wife not feel like a mother. Okay, so appreciation and gratitude. Right, because if, if you and I are together and I come home from work after a long day and you start complaining about things that I need to do around the house instead of showing gratitude for me being home, I mm-hmm. missed you, I love you, um, I feel like I'm coming home to a chore list of duties that I have to do to appease somebody in the home, I feel like I'm being controlled, I feel like I'm being nagged, I feel like I'm being bitched at, I feel like I'm coming home to a chore list from my mom mm-hmm. versus, hey babe, how was your day at work, I missed you. 15, 20 minutes, go take a shower and then let's work on these chores together. You know, there's the ways that you can do that. But when you approach everything from a a negative standpoint, you're going to put yourself in a mother role to your man and less of a wife role. Before you move on from that, you saying that coming home to a chore list triggered the conversation we had last night where somebody left a comment on one of your TikToks saying, even though a man works 60 to 60 to 70 hours a week, he should have enough energy to come home and knock out chores. That was actually on YouTube. AJ said was that it on to me. YouTube? Yeah, I, had, I found it this morning. I just want to throw in there. If that's your mindset of when your man come home, then you can't get upset when somebody says, even though you're home taking care of the kids, doing chores, doing dishes, cooking, whatever you're doing, you should have enough energy to put out at nighttime. For the love of God, AJ fucking clip that. <laughs> That gives me the same energy. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Yeah. That 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 statement when he sent me that last night, I was like, wow. And he was like, I'm willing to bet she's either single or her marriage is fucking ruined. Yeah. You have, I don't understand why people feel like your partner owes you something. Mm-hmm. Realistically, no one owes you anything. We do the things that we do for each other because we want to provide the best life for each other. Right. Um, I almost said partner for our partner because I was, you know, but for each other, Mm -hmm. because I think calling you my partner diminishes your title as my wife. You are so much more than a partner to me. Um, So with that being said, if, if, if I did work 60 hours a week or, or even 40 hours a week and you were a stay at home, I know that I'm coming home to, I missed you today. Yeah. You go to the grocery store and shoot me a text and be like, I miss you. And it's been 30 minutes. I, I don't feel an absence of love in my life yeah. at all. And um, we have fun all the time. Like there's not, 
I don't know. You're my best friend. Exactly. I, you know, I was going to really go on a whole tirade right then. And then I stopped because I realized that ultimately I just feel like most people don't like their significant other. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when was the last time you went above and beyond for your partner without being asked? That was another note that I made. Okay. Because people get so caught up in, I asked you to do this, Mm -hmm. but if you're, if you're, if you, and I wrote partner, um, because I hadn't made that decision yet. So I just read it and I realized that I, I should have said significant other. Um, if, if, if you needed gas and I came home and you were like, Oh shit, I got to get gas tomorrow. And I just grabbed your key and be like, Hey, I'm gonna run to the store real quick. I'll be right back. You need anything from the gas station? And I just went and filled your, your truck up. Didn't say a word, just put gas in it. And the next morning you saw it and you're like, Oh shit, this motherfucker got gas in my truck. Thank you, babe. You know, mm-hmm. that's above and beyond. It's not expected. It, I do believe it should be my job. Although you, you don't even tell me when you're out of gas. You just. I just do it. I know you do. And because you're a bad bitch. And I, I love that you're on top of your shit like that. Um, if we lived anywhere other than where we live, I would have a problem with you going to the gas station yeah. unless it was like midday kind of thing. I really would. Um, but we live in a really safe town mm-hmm. and you carry. So, I, you know, it's <laughs> fuck around and find out. We live in the Gunshine State. You know yeah. what I mean? And we, we do live in a very small town. And everyone knows us here. So it's not even like, I don't know, people really do fucking know us here. And now we're getting recognized because of this and yeah. not because of the business. Life is fucking a trip, man. What, a, what a time to be alive. Um, yeah, life is crazy right now. But when you do that uh, and you you acknowledge those above and beyonds, instead of just nitpicking the, the for instances, mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot more above and beyonds. And it, above and beyond doesn't have to be this extravagant display of love. Right. I went to the store the other day for two specific items that you asked for because you were sick. And I grabbed you a box of crackers that you mentioned you wanted in passing. I have fucking ate almost that entire box of crackers in like a day and a half because it's been helping my stomach. And I love those crackers. That's an example of going above and beyond. It really is. And I was so grateful when you said that. It sounds like, oh shit, she remembered. And it was the yeah. green box, the whole nine. Like it was ex- the perfect exact thing I wanted. And it wasn't even an in-depth conversation. I just asked if we had some because the kids eat them sometimes. Yeah. And it wasn't what the kids had. It's what I normally eat. Mm-hmm. And you you just grabbed it. And it's the first time you've ever had to buy those for me. You fucking nailed it. It made me feel loved and appreciated. And I was sick, which made it even better. Mm-hmm. Um, those small things really matter. They do. Uh, and then I also put on there, obviously, as part of that is to not take your significant other for granted. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people get so into that rut um, of just that. There's the perfect example of that. Yeah. That, I mean, fucking to a T, you got that box of crackers. It's your job to go grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you to go to the store and get Pepto for me and Sprite and the crackers, I could have just been like, thanks, and not said a fucking word about it because that, that's, that's your thing, mm-hmm. right? I don't take you for granted. I fucking love that you do that because I don't have to worry about it. And, and And like, I know that technically your job is to cook. You know, because we've picked that for you or you've picked that for you. Um, but when you're like, I don't want to cook, I'm like, DoorDash, I get an extra 45 <laughs> minutes. You know what I mean? So like it doesn't yeah. bother me because I do know that I'm getting extra time with you. So none of that shit ever phases me. Um, but I definitely don't take you for granted. All the shit that you do around the house, I recognize and I try to thank you for it. I try to thank you at random times. Like today, I was just like, you're a fucking badass. Yeah. I hope you know that. You know, you know, I, I really do try to make you feel... Um, not taken for granted. I mean, that's what we're talking about, but to, to feel appreciated, to mm-hmm. feel like you matter in my life and that you're not just going through the motions every day because that's what we're expected to do. And I could have very much done that with that box of crackers, but I was very, very grateful that you did those. Like I immediately opened that box and was like, Rah. yeah, I was super stoked that you did that. Um, the other thing that was on that, cause that was one big paragraph the last one was when was the last time you look at the problems in marriage as yours and not theirs. And I don't mean like as ours, I mean, if you guys are having conflict, when was the last time that you were like, wait a minute, this, this could probably just be a me problem Mm -hmm. because the moment you change that from a, um, she's done this, she's done that. He said this, he said that I'm calling my mother to complain. Uh, you never call and go, you know, I, I really think I fucked up. I think I might've said something out of the side of my neck, not realizing and like just taking that accountability because once you you put yourself in your your significant other's shoes and look at the situation, you may really say some shit that's going to hurt them and not intend to do that, but the way it comes out just may not be delivered correctly. Right. Or 
maybe you intended to be an asshole. You know what I mean? But like when you, and if that's the case, there's a perfect time to kick, take accountability. Like, Hey, I, I really was being a dick. I, I shouldn't have done that. That was really fucked up. And I'm sorry for that. Um, taking that accountability and realizing that you're, you are the problem just as much as they are. It removes the keeping score. I, I feel like you're not doing the, the two teammates fighting to be the, the best fuck up. You know what I mean? Um, because now you're like, wait, 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 wait. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a lot. I, I We missed a lot on the live stream. Um, the next point was write a letter of gratitude to your partner for the things that they do, that you do. And you can send a text message. It's fine to send a text message. Handwritten letters go a long way. You will probably never get that from me because my handwriting fucking sucks and I scribble a lot. Right. I can't read my own handwriting a lot of the time. So I'm like, what, what is this? <laughs> it's bad. Um, but I do send you love little text messages and, you know, because I want you to, to have those reminders. There's going to be one of these days where you're going to be gone and you're going to come home to like an extravagant thing and like an actual handwritten letter. And you're going to go, I can't read this. And I'm like, just trust me. It's all great. Just take it and say, I love the effort and just, <laughs> just melt for me. There's chocolates over there. Too. I would melt anyway. <laughs> the fact that you sat down and took the time to write it, even though it's probably not legible, <laughs> I will cherish it forever. It won't be legible. Look <laughs> at handwriting is so bad. Um, that, that there's an art in that. Mm-hmm. There really is an art in that. It, you know, our generations, we've lost like the Christmas card things. Grandparents send Christmas cards. Yeah. And when your grandparents aren't here anymore, if you've kept those Christmas cards 20 years from now, you're going to look back and it's going to bring back a whole bunch of memories of your childhood because you kept those cards. Mm-hmm. So taking the time, five, 10 minutes to write, you know, even if it's on a napkin, if, if you, men, the next time you're at dinner with your, your wife and you get your bill, Take the pen that's on the bill and write I love you on a napkin and slide it across the table and then do the note and put it back so that she's got the I love you napkin. I, I'm willing to bet you she takes that napkin home. I would take that napkin I, home. I'm willing to bet most women would. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, we talked about that one, uh, I think, on a different episode because it says what makes, it, what makes him a man in your eyes. I guess that, that could be asked for everyone. Even though I asked you that last, on, I just edited that. That was on Patreon, so people won't see that. Um, ladies, what makes him a man in your eyes? What makes your man a man? Because there's a lot of people who are like, well, you know, he's not really. We've, had, we've gotten emails that were like, I wish my man was just more more like man. Chris. Yeah, <laughs> um, It's fucking wild. So I, I would like you to think about that. Make a list of it. And, and like, like really think about that because you may, you may be overlooking and taking your partner for granted. And then when you make that list, be like, you know, this is why I married this motherfucker. Like it could be a, a good point. Mm, it could be an eye opener. Um, another point that I made was that most affairs are due to feeling ignored or overwhelmed because most men will cheat when they feel like their attention and their, um, sexual desires are not being met. And most women cheat when they are overwhelmed. Mm. Yeah, I would say if they feel underappreciated, the book that I read said overwhelmed specifically life is too much. There's too many kids, too much bills, too much housework, too much neglect in the home and everything is just overstimulation, overwhelmed and life is just too much. They look for a reprieve. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. There, I, there were no notes to that one. It was just a sentence. So I figured I would say it. This one also says, when you feel the need to talk to others about the problems in your marriage, that's a good signal that it's time to sit down and talk to your partner. Mm -hmm. The moment you feel that you need to go to work and talk to Becky about your problems, you need to stop what you're doing and go, hey, can we, you know, I'm going to, what do you want for dinner tonight? Can you drop the kids off at your mom's on the way home? Can we have like a date night and not make it a big deal? And then just bring the food home, sit down, have a conversation with your significant other Tell them what the fuck is going on with your life before it becomes a huge fucking problem because the moment you start complaining to other people, you are creating a negativity bias in your own brain. They are going to reverberate that back to you, which is going to amplify it. Mm -hmm. And you are putting a whole lot of bullshit into the universe that can be resolved in your fucking living room with your significant other before it becomes a major problem. Uh, Oh, ladies. Ladies. Why do you want to prove that you can do everything a man can? So when I was that person, I, oh my God, I would push my body to extremes and hurt myself to prove that I was stronger than the man. Why? Just to prove that I could. Just to prove that I could. 
And and how has that served you? It hasn't. My back is fucked. Um, when I was working for Seven Up, I was the only female on a team of men as a merchandiser. I've 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 told the story before. I think. Right. With me doing the things that I was doing, somebody fucked up stacking something, injured my back severely. That on top of everything I was doing to prove that I could do what a man did, my spine is wrecked. Right. Do you know? Um, you talk to any successful businessman mm-hmm. and they will tell you they got to where they were by playing to their strengths. And when they have weaknesses, they outsource. If there's something that I can't do that I need done for business, I'm not going to half-ass it mm-hmm. and put it out there where it's garbage. I'm going to find somebody that does it really fucking well and I'm going to pay them for it. And then I'm going to put it out there because it's going to look really good for my business. You, you level up through teamwork where every person in that team works to their strengths. So as a man, we've talked about this in the live stream, my job is to protect. I'm a better protector than you are. Mm-hmm. And I though I would love for you to be able to protect me if I'm ever injured, I would love you to mama bear. It, that's not your fucking duty. It's my job to keep my family safe. I am a much better protector. So for me to go, no, you got this, and then step back and let you fight the world for me, that's coward shit. I'm not doing that. I'm playing to my strengths. Um, we can both cook. Mm-hmm. You're a better cook. So why the fuck am I cooking? Is it to to make your life a little bit easier at nighttime? Cool. We can DoorDash for that. But we we play to our strengths. There are things that I do so well that you would do at mediocre things. I'm not going to make you do those things. Aside from the fact that it's going to be a lot easier for me to do them because it's it's just natural for me. Why make you have to work harder to do those things if you can just play to strengths? And that's Men are going to do things differently than women. Mm-hmm. We have things that we are inherently good at. Women have things that they're inherently good at. Why would you want to take away from your strengths to try to play up your weaknesses to prove something to someone? Right. You, you don't have anything to prove to anyone. The, that whole mindset, if you need to show the fucking world, you, you don't. You need to know who the fuck you are. Have your self-worth and play to your strengths. You are going to look so much better doing that than trying to compete with somebody at something you suck at. I can't yeah. play basketball. I can't. I can barely walk and dribble a basketball. And then I have to look at it. If I have to look up, I'm missing the fucking ball. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go and challenge an NBA player to a fucking game of, of horse. I'm not. Mm-hmm. You're better at that than me. You got it, bro. Right. There's no shame in that. You know, I think women <clears throat> gravitate to... Uh, ideologies or ideas of what power is because in today's society the word woman means nothing and why is that that is because oh i don't know if we can post no no because exactly what went (laughs) through your fucking mind is exactly the problem right Mm -hmm. i don't know if i feel comfortable saying yeah i don't want yeah it's fine i know what you were about to say yeah I know what you were about to say. And every woman on this podcast that's not fucking delusional that's listening to us will be like, oh, I know what she's about to say. Yeah. Yeah, you fucking know. Because there was once an honor in being called a woman. There was. And now there's men representing tampon brands. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. Because I, I, will, I will fucking go down that hole fast. Me too. So the next thing says, people withhold information from their spouse during times of emotional need in fear of response of their partner's consequences, Mm -hmm. making them cry, being upset, making them feel like they are the problem. That is something that happens. I really, I wrote spouse in that one instead of partner. Yes. That happens on both sides of a relationship. There's a burp stuck right there. Ooh, that sucks. Um, when you do that, when you are afraid to say something to your partner and afraid that they're going to fly off the handle or emotionally manipulate you or have some sort of response that's going to make you feel guilty or they're going to cry when you're trying to talk to them, you are basically learning um, to not speak to them. You're, you're being taught. Like, if I say this, they're going to come unglued, so it would be better if I just stopped talking. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you're going to get to the point where you have an emotional insecurity or an emotional a lack of emotional safety talking to your partner. So when you get ready to have an in-depth discussion, you're not going to be able to just say what you need to say. You're going to at first start to sugarcoat things, and then it's going to get so diluted that you're not actually even, even able to get your point across. 
So the next time something happens, you're going to be like, we've talked about this. You didn't talk about it. You're saying you talked about it, but because you sugared it down or watered it down so much and sugarcoated it so much, your point is now a toxic scenario that has nothing to do with what's really going on inside of you. So the only way I can think to describe this, what is that drink? It's a very, uh, starts with a C, C R O I X, LaCroix, 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 LaCroix. God, I can't, wow. It's like that drink. You're drinking water with somebody shouting strawberries from the next room. (laughs) (laughs) So your point's in the next room, but because you watered it down so much. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, And those are things to think about. I have one more on there, and this is just a question, and and I'm not even going to make a discussion on it. I just want you guys to think about it before we get into the actual side piece. What percentage of conversations with your partner is positive versus negative? I would say 95% positive. I That wasn't for us. Oh. I, I know our conversations are dope as fuck. Okay. <laughs> I, meant, I, 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 meant, I meant all the bitter Bettys out there in the... Sorry, bitter Bettys. The, the hangry Henrys that just don't want to fucking talk to their partners and everything is either a problem uh, or a situation that needs to become resolved instead of a, hey, babe, how was your day? You look dope in those pants. Can't really. Those gravy and biscuits were amazing. Like, you know, how, what is the percentage in your household of positive conversation versus negative? Not okay conversation because that, that you know, zero doesn't count. Right. You're going to be a, a, a negative five or a plus five. If you're at a zero, those conversations are neutral. They don't mm-hmm. count. Um, so that was that on that. So I covered all of that. I really wish we could have done that on the live stream, but. Um, okay. So. Would you like to get into the conversation about, uh, before you get into that then, since so now, just so you guys know, we cut a little clip out because I got an email. Uh, for those of you who are in, that were in the live stream and in Discord, my my adopted mother is going through a lot of health problems right now, um, and she was in the hospital recently, and I asked for a prayer circle for everybody to come together and pray for my adopted mom. Um, if you have faith, please just drop, you know, a little message to the man upstairs uh, that she gets her um, internal situation figured out. Um, she actually has seen improvement. She has. Since we put it into Discord. <clears throat> so I'm putting it out there again. I, I, it would mean a lot to me. It would mean a lot to her. So please and thank you. Okay. Would you like to, to open the discussion for corn? For corn. So... I am going to preface this with we have a very extreme view of what is considered corn. Do you think it's extreme? I think in a lot of people's minds, yes. Why why would you say that? Because when the vast majority are asked what do you what what is corn to you, they're thinking of websites. Right. Or OF. Okay. When I think of corn, I'm thinking of thirst trapping on TikTok. I, I believe that that I okay, so by definition, I don't think that that is, but I do believe that the attention given to that is the same that's given elsewhere. So, yes, I agree, and no, I don't agree. I, I think that we should find a different name for that, just for my own processes. I, but I think anything that anybody uses to get sexual gratification outside of their partner is, is considered inf- corn. I, I consider it infidelity. So in under the broad umbrella of infidelity, I agree with that. Yes, I, I just I think I think I'm hung up on the word. I really do think I'm just hung up on the word because I I have you know uh, the websites like you said that mm-hmm. would be that's definitely that for me. But the thirst trapping things like that, I I do see that the lusting aspect is no different. I guess maybe I do see it the same way. I'm, I am really just hung up on the word. I came across a TikTok live of a woman in a slutty police officer outfit shaking her ass on camera. Yeah. If that was posted on a website, that would be considered corn. Soft core, whatever the hell they call it. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see that. Um, So the reason that we do these things is because people ask us, what are our opinions on their partners watching this? Do we think it's okay? Um, do we have opinions or, or do we have suggestions on how to deal with their partners doing it? They are addicted to it, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> so I think I'm with my starting point because I, I do agree with what you're saying. I, I really am hung up on the phrasing. 
Uh, and it's only because I can't think of another word to, um, to correlate the two. It's just infidelity to me. I, I really do view it as infidelity. When you are spending three hours cultivating your TikTok feed to show you nothing but half-naked women, mm-hmm. it is no different than going to the bathroom, turning on an OF website or uh, the hub and and making sure you have a good night. Right. That that whole scenario, <clears throat> that thirty <clears throat> excuse me, that thirty to forty five minutes where you are cultivating your your TikTok feed to show you that you could be cultivating your woman to show you intimacy. Mm-hmm. You, you could be warming the engine up. That that mindset for me is laziness. <clears throat> it's a lack of desire. It's a lack of interest in your woman. It's a lack of intimacy in your marriage. There's a whole lot that plays into all of that. And I disagree with all of it. Yeah, I, I really do. And, and and as a man, like I think that young men who become addicted to this, this quick self-gratification, you are doing a disservice to the future you in terms of marriage. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up being alone. You're not going to have proper relationships with um, someone, you know, depending on what you, you fall into there. Right. Um, you're going to train your brain to get dopamine responses from extreme scenarios. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to ever really have a satisfaction. <clears throat> you're going to go and, and meet somebody, hook up with them, feel like there's something missing or they're not good enough in bed. And because you didn't date and create a foundation, you're going to have a, you're just going to live a life with a void in you. Mm-hmm. So I have a really big problem with young men who spend a lot of time engaging in that kind of bullshit on the internet because you are doing a major disservice to yourself. I feel like if you're in a relationship with somebody, um, I, I can see how people who have really stressful lives. Um, I'm going to use Bill Clinton. Okay. <laughs> Dave Chappelle said that when Bill Clinton was president and he did the Monica Lewinsky thing, he was in a very stressed out scenario and he stuck his head out the door and was like, let me find a woman. Uh, uh, you, hey, you, come here. And then... She went down on him. Yeah. So like in that scenario, in a high stressful situation, if Bill Clinton stuck his head out the door and didn't see anyone out there knowing he was about to go have to meet the leader of China and was stressed out thinking he was about to have to make a big, huge deal, he could have just taken care of himself so he had a calm, you shouldn't make million dollar deals unless you've released yourself. So like in the event that I ever have a really huge business deal, I'm going to be like, babe, I need you to show where the fuck I am right now. (laughs) Is that really a thing? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it absolutely is. We we think differently after an orgasm. There's studies done on it. That's crazy. I won't make major life decisions unless I've... Huh. Mm-hmm. Which is not really a big deal because it's daily for us, but I mean... But I, I really... I did, <laughs> I did not know that that was a thing. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, they tell... They, there's actually... There are books that are written by men for young entrepreneurs that tell them not to make major life decisions unless they've had an orgasm. Wow. Because your your thought process is different. And, it, you know, there are... There are um, that's a whole thing. Okay, well, before you keep going, no wonder a lot of husbands keep dropping the balls on things. Dropping the balls? I mean, yeah, they're trying to keep... Mul- <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you fucking filthy. <laughs> I'm filthy, huh? Yes. Okay. Yeah, no wonder Frank is forgetting to pay the electric bill yeah. and is behind on the phone bill because he's making all these financial decisions and he hasn't gotten off in six months. Yeah, that there there's a whole lot to that. That's crazy. On the other side of that, though, for men who practice, um, uh, I keep wanting to call it withdrawal, and it's not it. When you're when you're when you hold back, when you 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 worry, you restraint. Re, yes, when you practice restraint, and you are able to control your urges, and you can you can do that. Um, you can eventually work up to being able to make those 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 business deals without having to have that that satisfaction. Um, self-satisfaction is what I was going to say. Are you okay over there? Yeah, I'm stuffing in my shirt. I want to make sure like nothing pops out. Gotcha. Um, I I think there's something to be said about anybody who can control those kind of urges and learn to practice restraint, Mm -hmm. you know, especially for people who are addicted to this shit. You know, if you're, if you're doing it every single day, give, you know, make yourself, give yourself three days. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you can't make it three days, it, it should tell you something. You should. Yeah. And, you know, and you may find yourself after three days that, that what you were looking at before in terms of ex- how extreme it was may have decreased. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you may also find that if you give yourself three days and you need that release and you're married, you might start looking at your partner a little bit differently. Yeah. And you may start treating them a little bit differently. 
there's there's a lot in that. I, I, I think that that whole self-satisfaction thing is also a problem too, but that's a different discussion because that's not what they were asking. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the... Um, I, I also view that as cheating, by the way. Oh, yeah, 100%. That is definitely cheating. I, I think that if, if you're giving your phone the attention that you should be giving your spouse your, your or your significant other, um, even if it's 20 minutes, that's 20 minutes of, of real intimacy that you could be having instead of self-gratification. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like your partner enough to actually do that, there's a much deeper issue there. And if, if that's the case, why are you stringing someone along? Yeah. Oh, the studies. Do you want to talk about the study? Uh, that you had read okay so this isn't the exact one that i was talking about in another video but this is uh the nashville center on sexual exploitation okay exploration exploitation one of those one of them and it says the visual stimulus of pornography hijacks the brain's reward system and overwhelms it with unnatural prolonged dopamine levels the result is the brain physically deteriorating in shape size and chemical balance Wait, you said deteriorating. Yes. Okay. That's not good. While seemingly impersonal and scientific, these effects on the brain impacts us on a personal level. The changes in our brain from corn correspond with changes in our mood, personality, and the way that we treat others. It can often lead to depression or feelings of isolation. It causes us to view ourselves in a negative light, and it can cost friendships or relationships. That's, um, that's pretty extreme when you think about it decreasing a function of your brain. Yeah. It also makes sense about the isolation and not feeling good about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, that could lead to body issues like um, body image issues and, and things of that nature. The isolation, too, because if you can just go home and turn on your phone, you are less likely to go and engage with the opposite sex or with whatever you're attracted to to try to get them to. Right. Um, and that's going to change the way you talk to people. Yes. Uh, so this one is from Neurosciencenews.com. Okay. The impacts in the long term, it seems to create sexual dysfunction, especially the inability to achieve an erection or an orgasm with a real life partner. I wonder what causes that. That's that's a fucking extreme. Yeah. So it says marital quality and the commitment to one's partner also appears to be compromised when you continuously watch corn. So sometimes scientists say that they have drawn parallels between corn consumption and substance abuse. Addiction. Yeah, it makes sense. Through evolutionary design, the brain is wired to correspond to sexual stimulation with surges of dopamine. This neurotransmitter, most often associated with the reward anticipation, also acts to program memories and information into the brain. This adaption means that when the brain requires something like food or sex, the brain remembers where to return to experience the same pleasure. So if you are constantly watching corn, your brain is literally being chemically rewired to go, I can only get this kind of pleasure from watching it. Right. You're going to ruin your marriage. Well, and that makes a lot of sense because of the amount of emails that we get who say, my husband has no libido or can't maintain an erection, but he watches uh, corn. Yeah. Because we get that a lot. Like that's probably, you know, out of, uh, fuck, I don't know. We get that a lot. That's in a lot of emails that Mm -hmm. we receive. And we always tell people to get their hormones checked. But now that I'm, I now that I know that's a thing, I, we can be like, well, there's, there, that could be your problem. Yeah, it's because he's watching it. Um, here's a thought, and and it's one that a lot of people are not going to correlate with what you just said. That there is, by definition, narcissism there. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. You're gonna elaborate? I'm just, I, I'm, I'm processing that because people okay. think narcissism is just this horrible behavioral trait that certain people have when mm-hmm. everyone has narcissism. It's a survival. St- thing right um when you go when your stomach growls and you go fuck i need to feed myself and you eat that is a form of narcissism and for those of you who think that i'm I'm making this shit up google it google narcissism as a survival that's where it comes from every human being on the planet has narcissistic narcissistic tendencies to some degree or another so knowing that if you can go to a certain spot to get food every single time and your body wants you to return there to get food, that is you feeding your narcissism to fucking mm-hmm. stay alive. If you are going to um, self-pleasure yourself while watching your phone, because that's what you've programmed yourself to do, your body is telling you that you need that release. You are right. using your narcissism to, to um, wink or willy. So before I read this next one... Or double-click your mouse. I don't want to make you feel like I'm, I'm picking on you. So before I read this, um, I'm going to... I, I fucking hate saying... um, I'm going to piggyback off of what you just said. 
So one way to correlate this is when you're a binge eater and you have a food craving, nothing else is going to satisfy that craving until you get that food. Yeah. Everything else is going to taste like shit. You're going to still feel hungry afterwards until you get that one thing that your brain is saying you need to eat this to feel full. And then when you do, you're good. It's going to be the same thing with corn. You're going to need that one thing to feel satisfied. Right. Which is why people are having issues in their marriage. Right. Psychiatrist Norman Doidge, it's D-O-I-D-G, says pornography satisfies every one of the prerequisites for neuroplastic change. When pornographers boast that they are pushing the envelope by introducing new, harder themes, what they don't say is that they must because their customers are building up a tolerance to the content. That makes sense. It's it's an addiction. It is an addiction. That when you when so first of all the the pornography mm-hmm. that was fucking funny and it took everything <laughs> I had not to laugh while you were talking, but I knew you were reading, so I didn't want to. That that was good though because yeah. that was slick. It took. I said, did you just say pornography? Yeah, you did. <laughs> that was good. Um. <clears throat> That that whole next level, next level, next level. We we've always said that it's because your your dopamine response becomes mm-hmm. it needs more stimulation. Yeah. But knowing that people who are addicted are addicted, mm-hmm. and you are going to build a tolerance. It's a lot of people who fucking bang dope, get clean for a little while, and get high again after being sober for a while, and go back to take the same amount that they were taking when they had that tolerance and they OD from it. Mm-hmm. Because their body builds up an immunity to it. You know right. what I mean? It's, it's no different than than what your brain is doing with that. I, I have a really big problem with that shit. So Me when too. you guys send us emails and like, what are your thoughts on that? I'm like, your partner is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard for me not to be mean to those people, even though I know they're legitimately asking for help. Because I do view that as, as cheating. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Like, I, I, I don't know. That's a rough one. So the next paragraph says corn scenes like addictive substances are hyper stimulating triggers that lead to unnaturally high levels of dopamine and serotonin. This can damage the dopamine reward system and leave it unresponsive to natural sources of pleasure. This is why users begin to experience difficulty in achieving arousal with a physical partner. You are literally killing off your dopamine receptors. Right. You're killing off your ability to function too. You are. That That's, um, that's 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 uh that's a lot. It's it's very wild. So that's a lot. That's a really a lot to process because you basically, if you're a man, you are making it so you can't maintain an erection with a, a real person. That's that's um yeah. Why would you want to do that to yourself? Mm-hmm. All just to get off. Right, and eventually you're going to get to the point where you're not going to be able to do that either because you're not going to be able to find stimuli that's going to be strong enough mm-hmm. to do that. This goes on to say the other compelling findings in the study is that compulsive corn consumers find themselves wanting and needing more, even though they don't necessarily like it. This disconnect between wanting and liking is a hallmark future of reward circulatory dysregulation. Wow. Following a similar line of inquiry, researchers at the Max Planck Institute in Berlin, Germany, found that higher corn use correlated with less brain activation in response to conventional pornographic imagery. This explains why users tend to graduate to more extreme and unconventional forms. Hmm. Okay, so let's get away from the studies and actually talk about what this means in, means in people's marriages. So um, because a lot of the emails that we come through, it's normally that the man is addicted to it and the woman is not getting her needs met. So if you were in that situation, now that you've, you know all of that, mm-hmm. how would you approach the situation? Because now everyone that watches this knows all of that too. It would be do or die at that point. It would be you are you're done with this and we're going to try to work on the intimacy in our relationship or you can choose your addiction. I'm going to move on because I'm not going to drown for an addict. Right. But so, okay. So that's I mean, obviously, that's a very like matter of fact. It is. Would you not try to talk to them? Because that that was very like if it was me, if you were if it was me and I was doing that and you you saw because you love me. I do. So let's not make it a, a hypothetical, just random he she thing. If it was me and I somehow got an addiction to that and you noticed that we were lacking in intimacy, how would you approach me from that? Because these women are going to have to approach their men. So my first conversation would be, why are you doing this? Okay. You know, this is a boundary in our relationship. And at that point, you can tell me what's going on in our marriage or you can try to defend your actions. Okay. So the first thing is going to be setting a boundary if you haven't already. Yeah. Okay. 
And then that would be your right. response. Okay. You would tell me however you're feeling. Say you tell me what's wrong with our relationship. I'll be like, okay, then we are both going to agree to work on this. If at any point you feel the need to turn to that again, I need to know that way I can act on it for you. And if you go behind my back again, I'm going to walk away. I, I don't fuck with the corn. Right. I really don't. I know you don't. And, and, and we know that. So I, I really, I'm, I'm trying to make this a situation where it's real. I, I would tell you, okay. I would walk away. So in that scenario, because now I know a whole lot more than I did. Mm-hmm. I, I always knew I had a problem with it for like marital reasons. I, I view it as cheating. And that's as far as that went. You don't, you don't need gratification. I'm fucking here. Right. Like I, I understand that people will even take care of themselves sometimes like in marriages that happens. I would be offended. Mm-hmm. I would feel like I'm failing as your husband. If you were taking care of yourself, I would, even if you were on your way out the door and you were like, I don't have time for play. I need that. I would do it for you. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm good with that. Go to work. Have a good day. I love you. Bye. Uh, here's your lunchbox. <laughs> Whatever. Like, I, I, I don't want you doing that on your own. I feel like you are taking away our intimacy by doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's more than that. That's very mildly putting it because I don't have the words to, to explain how exactly that would make me feel. But I would feel like something's being taken from me. Right. It's much deeper than that. I, I really don't. I don't have the words for it, but it's deeper than that. So in the event that that, that was a thing for us and, and we were having that conversation, um, and I would obviously be using that to to self-satisfy and if it got to the point where there's men who are not able to maintain or even uh, make their drill sergeant sergeant stand at attention how are you going to correct that problem they're going to have to break an addiction so like fuck dude i, I don't know like because my brain is working differently now that i know all that so because it, it you would have you'd be going with through withdrawals right like you get used to doing something to yourself right. all the time. Now you have to tell your partner that one, you have an addiction and that you can't break the addiction and that without you using the thing that they're having a problem with to make the satisfaction happen, they're going to feel like something has been taken from them, which is what I just explained. Dude, there's a whole lot to that. There is a fucking lot to that. You're going to so, have to deal with a partner who's not able to, uh, to just quit. You would have to go to a sex therapist. Yeah. Yeah. For like a true addiction, obviously. Right. Right. If you are full blown, truly addicted to corn, that would be one of my stipulations. You're going to go to sex therapy once a week. You're going to figure this out. And if I find out you're doing it behind my back, there's going to be repercussions. And if you weren't aware, I would hit you with all the facts of what you're doing to your brain. Yeah, I, that I would absolutely. I would print that shit out and I would read it to you. Do you? um? Oh, man. Because I did put us in this situation. So if it was me and I was going through that and, and you knew that like I, I, okay. For the most part, we play daily. Yeah. There are days that it's just not possible. Right. And we just had like four or five days where it wasn't possible and it fucking sucked. Yeah. Yesterday was real interesting, but the four or five days up until that point were, were ass. Yeah. Um, we both have a very high drive and mm-hmm. we're very into each other. So, Knowing that my drive is high and so is yours, if this was a thing and I needed you to replace this, if our intimacy was fucked up and you felt betrayed because of this, do you think that you would be able to set that aside to take care of this to help me break the addiction? That's a deep one, right? Because like that's a fucked up thing to think about because if, if I was doing that, you would feel betrayed. I would. I would feel betrayed. I would also recognize that our relationship's not good. You know, you don't get into a relationship with someone who's addicted to corn. Right. If you actively get into a relationship and knowingly get into a relationship with someone who is addicted to that, you're, you full well know what the risks are. When a man develops that later on in the relationship, it's because there's other problems going on. And I would have to take a step back and check myself as a wife and see what I need to do to help you. Okay. If it's the kind of thing where... It's so hard to put ourselves in the situation because we don't hide kinks. It, right. And it's uncomfortable. This this is making me uncomfortable. Real shit. Yeah. Uh, I have a, a thought, though. It, are you able to, to maintain that? Because I'm going to forget this. this. Maybe. Okay. This I'll be quick. The study in there said that most people that have the addiction have a lower um, ability to communicate and interact with people. Right. So people who have major corn addictions don't get into relationships. Mm-hmm. Usually it's developed later. Mm-hmm. That's my understanding. 
Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Okay, so then we can remove the first part of what you said and talk about it purely on a marriage standpoint. If you and I are married and I develop this addiction, mm. there's something else going on in our marriage where needs aren't being met. And then right. you said kinks. Did you lose your shit? So I said kinks. Okay. So in removing... I'm burping up that shake. I'm so sorry. No worries. <laughs> so removing that first scenario, whatever scenario it was where porn addicts don't get into relationships because they're more reserved and withdrawn from the population. Right. Something that's developed later on in the relationship, like I said, it's due to other reasons. And they've turned to that because that was the only source they were getting it from. And then they get addicted to that pl- pleasure right. and continue onwards. It spirals. I would have to take accountability as a wife and recognize that I wasn't fulfilling my wifely duties to you. Okay. In that, I would also hope that we could have a conversation where you could acknowledge the things that you weren't doing as my husband. It's not the situation where you can sit down and say, I can't believe you've done this to me. You're such an asshole. You piece of shit. Why would you do this to me? Agreed. Agreed. It's going to be a situation if we've both fucked up. We've both put yourself in this situation. Well, we've put ourselves in this situation because we're both hurt at this point. And now we're both going to have to dig out of this hole. It's going to be harder for you because you're literally changing the chemistry in your fucking brain. Right. But I'm going to do everything I can. If you want me to dress up, I'm going to dress up. You Uh, want me to go buy some toys? I'm going to buy some fucking toys. Like we're going to make this work. So I want to pause that thought because when you said kinks, I had other thoughts going and I didn't go because I didn't want you to lose your thought process. And I know that you're going into the kink aspect of why that could be a corn addiction. Right. What if what if it's not a kink thing? Mm-hmm. What if the corn addiction is happening because there is a lack of intimacy? And this could be on both. This could be a man and a woman that right. have this issue with the lack of intimacy and not being able to fulfill that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for example, a man not getting it from his wife because she nags, treats him like his mother, doesn't respect him, doesn't trust him. He feels eman- um, emaciated, uh, emasculated. I want to emancipate it. <laughs> Our brains are. <laughs> we, we, we realized today that we are not. We, we should have handicap stickers on our cars. Oh, you just realized that? No, today? we realized that today. We both agreed on it. And oh, yeah, no, but we've been agreeing on that. It was just very it, highlighted today. It was so there were funny. a lot of moments in a short period of time where we were like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, in, in that scenario where that's happening to a man and on a woman where she's uh, the man's working all the time, she's not getting quality time with him, he's not showing her affection, not helping around the house, making her feel like a mother, making her feel like she's. Um, nothing more than a maid. Mm -hmm. Either one of those scenarios could drive one of them to self-satisfy. Right. And once it happens once and they feel better. That's when they get addicted. They come home. The problem starts all over again or they do it at home, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, The problem then starts again. They then go, well, I could go get a release. And they go get a release. And now the addiction is happening. The underlying issue really will come back to the lack of intimacy, which is going to come back to a lack of communication and understanding between the two of you. You're going to unravel those strings and get back there. So so it may not be a kink thing. It really could just be that you're fucking unhappy as shit in your marriage and you're afraid to talk to your spouse. That's why I said we would both have to take accountability for what's going on in the relationship. No, I I get that. But I'm bringing that up because people go, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know how we got here. The emails that we get constantly with somebody that has an addiction, the one person feels completely useless and invalidated, unimportant and unloved and not sexy. And it didn't just happen. Right. Like these things don't just happen. If you're in a relationship with someone and the sex is amazing, they're not using the Internet for gratification. Mm -hmm. Why would I do that when I have somebody that can do that for me? Right. So, so for those of you who are in these marriages, who are sending these emails saying that my partner is addicted to this and he can't maintain an erection or, cause that's, it's normally men to be fair. It is normally men that we get the, the, the wives are complaining about their part, um, spouse, their husbands. Um, there's a reason for it and you need to look at your marriage and figure out why they've resulted or reverted or, um, Resorted, to. resorted to, to doing what they're doing instead of talking to you or having relations. Mm-hmm. And, and this is going to sound kind of shitty, but there's a very strong possibility that them being addicted and doing what they're doing does come down to a you problem and not a them problem. Because if there was something that you were withholding from them and they had to go that route, you, you are just as responsible as they are. If neither one of you communicate, you're both losing. Mm-hmm. 
you're both at fault. It's not a who can do better or who has to be the bigger person. It's you're fucking married. You need to figure your shit out. And if one of you is losing, you're both fucking losing. And this is the prime example of that. If you're mad at him because he's not giving you the quality time that you need and you withhold and start weaponizing sex and then he starts self-pleasing and, and watching corn and becomes addicted to it and now you're not even getting the attention or called beautiful, you guys are trying to one-up each other and eventually you're going to fucking hate each other and you're going to destroy your marriage and it's because you couldn't just go, hey, I, you know, I don't feel like I'm getting enough time with you. You work too much or hey. Instead of bitching at me when I walk through the door because I forgot to take my boots off, can you just greet me and tell me that you missed me? Like, it it really does come down to very simple solutions of finding out what the initial problem is, not focusing on why are you doing this. Mm-hmm. I I don't have anything else for this because I I really hate it. I think that that people who do that are cheating on their part their um, spouse. It's gonna be a really fucking hard habit to break. Yeah. Um. I think it's a very huge disrespect to your husband or, or, or your wife. Mm-hmm. I do look at it as infidelity. I, I, it's adultery. You're lusting after another person or other persons repeatedly. Um, <clears throat> and I, I think that in a scenario that if I was ever in a position where I felt like I needed to go to another woman or I needed to go to my phone or I needed to get some sort of attention from somebody other than you, that's the red flag where I'm like, wait a minute. I don't need to talk to Becky at work. I need to go talk to my fucking wife. Like Mm -hmm. something's not right in my marriage and I need to figure this fuck out. You guys wait until things become a really big problem to try to solve shit. And now you're unraveling balls of yarn to find the fucking end of it, to spool it back up correctly. When, if you just notice there's a knot there, there's a tangle, you can untangle it real quick. Things are going to be a lot easier to do than when you've got this giant fucking Pee Wee Herman size ball of yarn. You guys got it. You can't can't put shit off like that. That's what happens when you want to avoid conflict. Right. We almost did that yesterday. We, we almost ended a conversation yesterday that we were having that was not really combative. It was just emotional. And we worked through the entire thing on Patreon. Um, I, I watched through that today. I edited the entire thing. I wasn't going to use it because I thought it was way worse than it was when we were going through it. And there was a lot that was really fucking good problem solution in the moment with us. And like, that was why it was one of the reasons I called you a badass. Yeah. Because I was mentally high fiving the shit out of us the entire time I was editing that because we were really working through things that people would go to fucking therapy over. Mm-hmm. And we did it on camera. In five minutes. It, it was yeah, it was probably like fifteen minutes, but it was we we fucking nailed that shit. Like and it, it is somebody who's actually going to therapy over this. We it, it was fucking wild. That was wild. I I'm I'm super proud of us. You haven't even watched the footage yet, so like you don't know how good that looked. But we really we I'm I felt like a mess. Yeah, we uh, so did I. Yeah. I felt like a failure over all of that yesterday, and we talked about that afterwards too. We cleared up all of that shit, and it was literally because there was something happening in the moment. And we recognized it, and instead of like pushing it away and dealing with it later and sweeping it under the rug, we just unraveled it right away. Mm-hmm. And what could have been a major issue that we both would have like harbored over for hours or even days was five or 15 minutes. It was, yeah. That's dope. It is dope. Mm. All right. I don't, I'm not going to keep harping on the corn thing. We have something we can send to people now when they call or call when they call. When they email. Yes. When they email. Um, yeah. I don't have anything else. I think you hit it all. That is one hour. It'll probably be a little bit less after I edit. However, um, somebody just sent me a fucking friend request on, on Discord. I, I don't like that. I'm not accepting your friend requests. I have like 20 of them sitting in there. I, I it, So there are people that we've been friends with before all of this got big mm-hmm. that I've interacted with that I've, I've accepted those friends requests. And a lot of them are, hey, my partner can't get in here. Um, that was before we had all the mods that we had. So like there are people on there that you don't are... have to add friend requests to message somebody. No, no. Well, I don't know. Anyways, I, there, I have a whole list of people that have messaged me. I don't know if it's the same thing. I don't know discord. Mm. Um, but I, I am getting to the point where like we got a, a message on Patreon today and I just clicked on it and left it red and I feel bad doing it. I do feel bad because these people that are paying for us, but like, there's a post right there that says not to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have time to, to, to play this game. Send the fucking email. We will read the email. And if you need help, the moderators can help. They have a lot less on their plates than we do. Right. It really is about a time thing for me. I, I would love to interact with everyone. I don't want to do it privately. I would love to sit in Discord for hours every single day. I have a lot of fun with it. It is a lot of fun in there. I just don't have the fucking time for it. 
It's it's three o'clock today, and the only thing that I've done is cardio. It's three o'clock. It's three o'clock. I've done cardio and I've edited, and I just spent an hour on podcast. That's literally. And I took a shower. I did yeah. take a shower today. That's a win. Um, and we're going to see John Wick. And what, what, what time do we have to leave here? We have to leave by six. Yeah. So I have to leave in three hours, and I still have to edit and do other shit. So, um, do you want to do anything further on this topic? Do you want to add another topic? We're at an hour. Do you want to just call it? I think that's good. Dope. We'll see you guys on the next one. Bye, guys. For those of you who enjoy our content and would like to support us and help grow the channel, the easiest way to do that is a super chat here on YouTube. For those of you who really, really like the content and would like to see more of it, check out our Patreon group. It gets exclusive content that will never be seen here on YouTube, early release stuff for those of you who are just as impatient as I am, as well as live streams with a live chat every Friday night. If you can't afford to do either one of those or you're just not into that, the next best thing that you can do is share this with people who you feel may vibe with it. No matter how you decide to support us, it's super dope and we thank you.